Hey everybody, it's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, fearscapepodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up, or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it. Enjoy the show. Hello. I'm so glad you could join us. I hope you brought your blanket to hide under. The spooky crew is going to discuss things and events from other realms. Ghosts. Cryptids. Aliens. Be sure to hold your blanket extra tight as the boys take you deep into the fear scale, fear scale, fear scale. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Fearscape here on the Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. <laughs> That's redundant. Yeah. Um, no, I am your host, Stefan Gearhart, joined as usual by my non-lumpishly, extra-lovingly, beautiful co-host josh rutledge thank you thank you very much I, yeah you, know. you are non-lumpishly you are just <laughs> one solid slab of meat yep just <laughs> solid i'm gonna change my name to slab 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 bradley um so we've got an interesting episode tonight we're gonna be covering another cryptid because we love cryptids so yep. much yep. Uh, and this is one of the most famous ones I, I would say one of the most famous along the same lines as bigfoot and nessie uh, yeah. This one is right up there. Most people have heard of it. We're going to be talking about the Jersey Devil. Definitely tonight. definitely one of the oldest in the country. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but we have some spooky news and some creepy catch-up. It has been one hell of a week. Yes, so crazy. Let's go ahead and get uh, some spooky news out of the way because uh, it's just fun. This one's fun. Okay. All right, so on spooky news this week, uh, this comes from allaboutspells.com, but of course it's pulled from another website. Uh, This headline says, Satanic plaque and altar unearthed in the Queen's Holyrood Park in Scotland. And uh, this says... Uh, Holyrood, the seat of Scottish royals. The Scotsman announced that the satanic objects were found on Winnie Hill above St. Margaret's Lock in Holyrood Park in Edinburgh. Hollywood Park, which is also known as the Queen's Park, is a royal park that remains part of the Hollywood Palace. The I keep saying Hollywood. It's Hollywood Palace. Uh, the Queen's official residence while she's in Scotland. In a secluded area of the park, uh, archaeologists unearthed two mysterious objects, including a metal plaque depicting an upside-down pentagram with a horned beast in the center, most likely the demonic entity Baphomet, and an altar with undisclosed display objects around the plinth. While news outlets are calling the objects pagan, the symbology appears more associated with Satanism and devil worship. 
Uh, it goes on a little bit to talk about the park that it was established by King David I of Scotland in 1128 AD uh, as the royal hunting grounds for Holyrood Abbey. Holyrood Palace, also known as the Royal Palace, started as a lodging within the abbey but was eventually expanded into a substantial palace which served as the principal residence of the kings and queens of Scots since the 16th century. Uh, there's a YouTube video here that you can watch watch it it shows you pictures it's pretty creepy looking i'll show you the picture just on the screen cap there uh pretty interesting so i mean uh, you know this all the satanic stuff this whole symbolism all that stuff didn't really come about no. until the 20th century which makes it very very interesting right. you know it's like and it was unearthed i mean it didn't look like someone had recently put it there well, but, i mean you know, i have to ask so you're you're pagan mm-hmm. when you look at it do you see pagan or do you see demonic i see demonic okay um well mostly because it's it looks like uh, baphomet is is the big part that's a big satanic thing baphomet was not even mentioned or worshipped in celtic i mean that's a that's a middle eastern god you know like unless some some baphomet worshippers somehow made their way to scotland hundreds and thousands or, or not thousands but hundreds of years ago I mean, Which possible. is possible, sure, sure. I mean, that's the silk trades. Yeah, the spice I, I trades mean, anything's and... possible, but even then, in combination with the um, yeah. upside down pentagram, no. Um, once again, those things were put together uh, mostly by Anton LaVey and, you know, some of the Golden Dawn yeah. stuff and stuff like that. A lot of that all came out of that, but in terms of Wicca, no, not even at all. I mean, it, it's literally a goat's head <laughs> with some Celtic. Uh, not work w- with an upside down star. I mean, yeah. so, okay. Well, um, so I don't know. So the one side of me says, "Ooh, neat." If that's the case, oh, how the hell did that end up there? Right. You know, did you know? Who knows? Did a time traveler put it right. there? Like, what is it? Did Anton Lavey put it there sometime in the twentieth? You know, did somebody throw it into the ether from yeah. from New York and it ended up there? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, but then the other side of me is like, if it's not, it's like, why? Why? And like I said, it would not surprise me. LeVay was so LeVayian. <laughs> like, he was so arrogant and so pompous. Like, he's such an interesting individual. Well, I think it's a it's a misclassification in the Bible. It's not the Leviathan. Yeah, it's, it's the, the Leviathan. Leviathan. <laughs> oh, he would love, he would have loved that, man. He would have absolutely loved that. Um, but yeah, uh, so no, uh, very interesting. Um, but yeah, you can check out the video. Just just put you know the Holly Rude. That's H O L, excuse me, Y R O O D, and put Satanic Altar, and you should be able to find the YouTube video and watch it. It's pretty interesting. And, and probably if you mistype and put in Hollywood Satanic Altar, you're probably still getting. Well, the then result. you're going to get Anton Lavey's because that was out in <laughs> California, so you're good to go there. Uh, yeah, so that, I mean, the, in the '60s, I mean, that was the Scientology of today. Right, right. <laughs> so I mean, that's what Tom Cruise and those boys of his caliber. So we're, so we're talking like you know Gary Cooper and those guys. They were probably all secretly right. Satanists. So they just didn't know it, <laughs> <laughs> or we didn't. One or the yeah, other. One or the other. I'm gonna say uh, that um, Jimmy Stewart had to be 
had to be a Satanist. Um, yeah, I just want to worship Satan. I just want to say that uh, Baphomet, uh, if you just come down and, and just make my peeny bigger, uh, I swear I'll use it for you. I swear I'll just say, oh, Baphomet, oh, Lord Satan, just come on down and just tell me what to do. That's my... My Jimmy Stewart impression. It slid yeah. into Don Knotts As there for say, a second, but <laughs> oh, Andy. Um, but yeah, anyways, that's my spooky that was, news. That was your impression of, of of him playing Don Knotts. Yes, that yes, that's it. Jimmy Stewart <laughs> as Don Knotts. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, so that was my spooky news. So let's move right into creepy catch up. Creepy catch up. Creepy catch up. Creepy catch up. Y'all, it's creepy. So, uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay, because mine is cray cray. So, I had something happen today, but of course, I've had some other things happen as well. Um, so it's like, once again, we talk about this. It's like, man, when the doors get open, they get open. Um, the other night, I was sleeping in bed and felt something grab my foot. And so, I have two cats and a dog. And so, I thought, Ugh, it's Kylo. He's right. totally messing with my foot. And then I look over to the right of me. And he's laying next to me on my hip. And I was like, ugh, had to be Leia. And so I look over to the left of me. She's over on the other side of Sarah, dead asleep. And I was like, well, then it must have been Kenobi, my dog. Nope, he's next to me as well. And Sarah's all the way on the other side of the bed. Wow. Nobody. there, Unless Paul, my roommate, snuck into the room and grabbed my foot, which is extra creepy yeah. for a whole nother reason. Well, he was doing the worm. When he yeah. Was- <laughs> then, so, I mean, something grabbed my foot. Yeah. Like, cause it it woke me up. Like somebody pulled my leg. You know, um, well, you're not pulling my leg. Right? No. <laughs> and so I thought it'd be Kylo, cause I mean he's a 15 yeah. pound cat. He's got no claws and he can pull hard. I mean, yeah. like, so I just assumed it was him. It was not. Uh, and then the 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 spookiest of the creepy catch up is actually happened today at work. Um, I was two things happened to me um, while I was talking to you via messenger. We were talking about some things. I'm sure you're going to mention here. Yeah. Um, but anyways, like I'm I'm just sitting there and there's a marker, a sharpie that's on my desk, and I watch it flick and slide across my desk. A, probably I would say about seven inches. At most, I'm not good with measuring stuff, but it, I mean, yeah. I sent you a picture yeah. of where it was and where it landed. Um, it was probably six or seven inches, and I I saw it move. And so, for those who might be thinking, "Well, it just the wind," you know, like the AC kicked on and it and it rolled. It did not roll, right? It, no, there. It's first of all, it's got a cap, right. so it's not going to roll. And uh, it was up against a, a tape thing as well as a um, sticky notes. Right. I mean, th- I've been working there over a year. No, I've got pens with no caps. They don't roll. I mean, it's even there. I mean, yeah. and the uh, the heat is underneath a table that's not even attached to my desk. So, no, it's not it's not the heat coming yeah. on and it's cold as balls here. So it's like the heat's been on. Yeah. Um, and that marker's been sitting there for like two, three days. Like I haven't needed it since like early last week and so that really freaked me out and so i put the i took a picture of where it was or where where it landed and then i put it back to where i knew it was and i so i could show you and then later on i get a bag of popcorn and i always get um we don't have bowls so i always get a paper plate and i dump the popcorn on there because who likes reaching into a greasy popcorn bag fingers you get butter fingers and butter knuckles dude and you try punching somebody with butter (laughs) knuckles his hand slips off yeah it's gross (laughs) 
Uh, but anyway, so I'm, I've got the bag sitting on the plate, um, and I got distracted. I was going to do something real quick, and all of a sudden, it twists. Like, it twists and moves. Like, so it's like if you've ever seen, like, a disc sitting on something, and it'll twist and then slide. Yeah. That's what it did. It twisted and slid. And now, I guess maybe that I can say, I mean, with the heat from the popcorn and the cold desk, I don't know. But, I mean, those two instances within, like, what was it, like, a, within an hour, yeah. half hour? Yeah. Um, it was enough to give me the heebie-jeebies. Well, and the fact that of when it was occurring was right around when we were messaging about some really weird yeah. stuff Yeah, and so, on, so, yes, I, I, I guarantee you, I mean, this building that we're in, I think is... I think it was built in the nineteen nine like nineteen teens, I think. Okay. Or the nineteen twenties. It's been there a long time. It's been a number of things. It was as a schoolhouse at one point. It was like a community center at another point. I mean, there's an old basketball stadium upstairs. I mean, it's really small. It's like one of those half courts. Mm-hmm. But it's upstairs. We don't ever use that section up there because we just use downstairs. But, I mean, it's an old building. It's in Portland. And um, I've definitely had experiences there. If you're a longtime listener, you've heard that, you know, I've had uh, – Things grab me on the shoulder and pull me back while I've been in there and things like that. But it's been a minute since I've had anything happen well, the, in there. The, the toilet paper fell off the when you were in the bathroom that one time. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So it's been a minute. It's been a couple months uh, since that happened, and then before that, I mean, it, it'd been a little bit longer than that before something grabbed me or touched me yeah. there. So that's the first time in a while. But it just just synced up with what was going on, and well, so and then and then another thing for you to call back to. So I was I was listening to the episode we did on um, I don't know two episodes ago, <clears throat> and uh, you were talking about your creepy catch up in that uh, was at your new at the new your new house, mm-hmm. and you said in that episode it's not like anything has punched me or anything, and then fast forward to the creepy catch up you gave in last the last episode. You're at the Bardstown, right? And it punched you. Yeah. Now I don't think that those are similar spirits, but, but still, yeah, it's, it's still like very. They it's passed like it down the grapevine <laughs> or something. Hey, hey. <laughs> they're like, hey, next door ghost. Yeah. I need you. Are you getting in that taxi cab? It's like the hundred one Dalmatians. You know, they're all yeah. they're howling across, and it's yeah. all. Yeah. It's like, it's like Jesus, man. <laughs> so yeah so yeah that's that's my creepy catch-up for the week and if that's happened twice today i just i just wonder what tonight's gonna be like <laughs> set up a camera yeah that's not probably not a bad idea so um so are you done i'm done for now for now okay <clears throat> so mine is man um it's a man or is it a chicken boo it, it could it could be a cat dog <laughs> so Let's go back to, I don't know, like this past weekend, we went to uh, Half Price Books. Mm-hmm. To I was going to see if I could pick up anything paranormal type stuff or whatever. I've been really on a kick lately of buying a lot of paranormal type books. Welcome to hosting a paranormal yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what's funny is I don't, like I'm not a really big reader. Like it's it's mm-hmm. hard for me to pick up a book and really read it all the way through. So I do a lot of audio books. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of the stuff I want to read isn't available on audio books. Right. And then other things that I do have on audiobook, I still want to be able to have to reference back and say, hey, do you remember this place in this chapter? Well, what we can do is you can give me the book. I'll read it out loud. That way I get to read the book like a normal person. <laughs> uh, and then I'll read it out loud and record it. And then and you then can, I can listen, listen to, to it. it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Problem solved. I would laugh if this wasn't the first time I've done that. <laughs> See a need, solve a need, right? Yep. <laughs> so anyways, we're at Half Price Books. 
And I'm just kind of uh, over in the uh, mysticism section or whatever. Metaphysical, yeah. Metaphysical, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so what? You know, you say mysticism, I say whatever. So <laughs> mythology, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm just kind of scanning the bookshelves, you know, looking to see if anything kind of pops out at me. Um, and I come across this uh, book on uh, chakras. Mm-hmm. Or I, chakras. I don't know. I've heard both. They, uh, Santosh yells at me all the time. He says it's chakras, but I hear chakras. I don't know. I've always I've always heard chakras. Right. And parent, well, he, he's been uh, yogically trained by actual Indians, and he said it's chakra. <laughs> oh. So, But I'm with you. you know, I'm with you. It's like, is it gif or jif? You know? Right. I'm like, I'm like, I don't. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Anyway, so, so that, <laughs> and so it's I, GIF, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's not a peanut butter. No, exactly. Choosy moms choose GIF. Yep. Anyway, so the uh, just kind of scanning along and I see that book, and I, I swear, and maybe it's the light or something playing eyes or whatever, but but it, I swear it wiggles, right? So like I kind of ignore it. And I go I go along. I continue kind of scan the spines of the book. Some Harry Potter books happening, man. So then I so then I I come back to it. I swear it moves again. So I pick it up, right? Pull it down off the shelf. Randomly open it to a page, and the page that I randomly open it to is all about the throat chakra, mm-hmm. which is all about the guru, the guru and the seeker, and mm-hmm. like finding information and taking <laughs> you on a journey and all yep. this kind of stuff. Did a little bibliomancy. So, so I'm like, so first of all, I'm like, well, is it the middle of the book? Because a lot of books open to the middle automatically, mm-hmm. right? So, I'm like, check. No, it's not in the middle of the book. It's not even really close to the middle of the book. So anyway, so I go and I'm sitting in the children's section with my kids and they're and they're reading their books or whatever, and I'm going to take a picture and send it to you. So then I, I like reach down and to to open it up to to the page to and th- I'm thinking I'm going to have to flip a couple in to get to the page I want to take a picture of. No, it does it again. <laughs> Directly opens up to that page. Now the skeptic in me says that someone's opened up to that page before and bent the the the, the binding just a hair yeah. on that crease maybe. That that's the small skeptic in right. Me. I mean, the page wasn't dog-eared. Regardless, if we look at fate and synchronicity yeah, and things right. like that, then that person was meant to do that. Right. right? Exactly. So, <laughs> so, so <anyways>. ha ha! <laughs> jokes on you. So skeptics. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm coining that by the way. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag skeptics. So the um, so that was one thing. So the next thing is. Like yesterday, I want to say, um, well, so the last three nights as I've gone to bed, I've woken up, but not like fully awake, like mm-hmm. half awake. Like I'm not really sure if I'm awake or I'm still dreaming. My eyes are still closed. There's really nothing that, that wakes me up. Right. But I'm I'm seeing imagery like in my vision, but not my eyes are closed. Right. I don't know how else to explain it. Are you so, so? Are you seeing uh, visuals or your room? Visuals. Okay. So yeah, you're just you're visualizing. So, so I mean, you're 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 getting ready to process dreaming. I'm sure. Yeah. So one of the things that that happens though is that that I can say, I want to see. Show me the truth. And then in my head, I say the name Indrid Cold, and then in my visions, I see. A bunch of different alien faces. Was any of them smiling? Well, here's the thing. They all kind of disintegrate away. It's like they're... Layer, like, a, like an onion? Yeah. So okay. like, And so the different faces kind of disintegrate away. And what I'm left with at the end frightens me a little bit. Hmm. But then I say to myself in my head, 
I'm not scared, show me more. And then I see that face like as pure as what I'm seeing your face here now. Then I go to then I go back to sleep or whatever. I mean that right there is is hypnotism. I mean that's something that you would be taken on, or even through guided meditation, we you know we would peel back that layer to get deeper into the subconscious. Like what? Because your subconscious hides things from you, right? Yeah. So it's like, what is your subconscious not wanting to hide? You know, there's a lot of people that believe there's pre-programmed information that's already in our head and. Some of us are meant to access it. Some of yeah. us are not. Some of us access it later in life and things like that, that that information is already there. So whether or not you believe in, and I'm going to be perfectly honest, I'll probably be laughed at by uh, Santosh, but I took an online chakras test. It asks you a series of questions. You answer like basically, you know, very much so or not at all. So kind of a range. Mm-hmm. And then it tells you based on that kind of your chakras and or chakras, I guess. And if they're open, right? Right. So yeah. All of mine, and, and that's the stuff I believe in. And Santosh and I have gone back and forth on this. I have very different opinion than him, but I don't. You know, I'm open too, so it's like, yeah. right. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> so uh, based on that, everything is uh, overactive, mm-hmm. except for my third eye, which is just open. I, right now, I would absolutely say that. So, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah. So so that's the next thing. So then. <laughs> I've had a lot this week. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm, no, that's oh. all right. Lay down that creepy ketchup, that <laughs> mystic mustard, that myopic <laughs> mayonnaise. Yeah. So fast forward to um, yesterday. Um, I was uh, getting ready for work. It was a holiday, so my kids were out of school. They were still sleeping. Uh, my wife was sleeping because she was going to stay home with them. And uh, so I'm getting ready, and... Um, like I'm taking a shower and in the shower, it's just like, um, I later related it to a download. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just all of a sudden it was just this flood of theories and ideas and information, all kind of related to like Hellier and the Mothman prophecies and even other things that are going on. Um, you know, just kind of in the world, like poltergeist and mm-hmm. ghosts and all this kind of stuff. And so I'm like, I, I get out real quick and I drop and I get dressed and like, I uh, leave, and I sit in the garage with my camera on my phone, and I document everything that had happened up to that point. And that took like nine minutes. And then I continued to document everything else that was just flowing in. I think I made a couple videos. You've seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, so- I highly recommend that to anyone. Anytime anything like that happens, get your voice recorder out. Get your video out. Record that stuff so that you can go back and look at it later. And this may be something that, the detail and stuff I may share at some point on like YouTube or something, but mm-hmm. I mean it's just very or, or our YouTube, yeah, yeah. So. But but it's just it's just really some 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 you know spooky stuff. Um, and it was it was really weird because when it was all done, which it probably took maybe thirty five minutes or so for all the videos that I recorded. Yeah, my favorite part of the video was where you were driving for like five minutes and you didn't realize that it was recording. <laughs> probably my favorite. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure to edit that. <laughs> no <out>. way, man. <laughs> I no way. This is my favorite. I was like, I'm still watching this. <laughs> <laughs> so um so when I got done, I was drained. I yes. mean I mean I was just like a couple times in the video you even hear me yawn because I'm just I was just so tired. And even when I got to work I had to like uh, I've got some chocolate covered espresso beans. I had to chew though, like yes. chew two of them to just. I was gonna say, I mean, one of the things that you should definitely learn how to do is to ground yourself and center yourself, especially after something like that. Um, 
you know, as, as, as well as possibly shielding we've talked about before, yeah. um, some things like that. But grounding yourself will really help. But, I mean, you know, I just, I just um, posted an article on Facebook the other day that talked about uh, 86% of Americans or something like that believe that you can be spiritual without, without, without a God. Yeah. And I 100% believe that. And, you know, as both of us, as uh, recovering Christians, like, we both were in that spirit yeah. and felt that God, um, what do they call it? The, um, the same thing the God helmet God does. helmet does, yeah. You know, it gives you that elation. Right. I mean, it's... it's Church camp. It's insane, or you know, like those those uh, praise and worship churches. You yeah. know, like man, I mean, you really do. You can get it gets intense, and then you know, getting into the paranormal does the same thing yeah. because it's a belief in something that's not there, right? That that's that most people don't believe, and right. so you have to use a part of your brain yeah. that, in my opinion, is the same ones that Christians do to validate God, yeah. right? We do for, you know, aliens and Bigfoot yeah. and ghosts and all of those things. It gets activated and emotion comes with it, whether it's good, bad, scary, yeah. fear, all of that stuff can trigger that and, you know, get your adrenaline going, your fight or flight or, yeah. or whatever, and it can drain you, Absolutely. So it'd be really interesting. One of the one of the things that happen when I have those kind of half awake uh, vision things that mm-hmm. go on. <clears throat> one morning or one night, I had actually uh, something creaked in my room, and I had this kind of flush of adrenaline. And in my in my mind's eye or whatever, all I saw was swirls of green and white. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering what the color has to do with anything. I'm just wondering. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we can look up color meanings and stuff yeah um but anyway so that was just something i thought of that um so i'm gonna this is a long creepy catch-up you know that's okay of, no man stuff. It's, it's, there's a lot going on and you know i mean both of us can honestly say that our lives have changed a since we started doing this together um as well as hellier has yeah. opened up uh many physical gates and metaphysical gates for yeah, us oh well, yeah so, so uh, this is my I say my I think it's my probably my last one <laughs> for the for the day. So this morning um, I wake up and you know what I typically do when I wake up is uh, I check the numbers on the the podcast and see how many people I do I do the same thing. <laughs> no, people, people have listened, um, and then I go and I check my email and see what's come in if we've got any you know uh, listener stories that may have been coming in or just email in general. And so I go out and check and we've got this really strange email that came in. Uh, kind of related to the paranormal type stuff, and um, I start uh, I start thinking on that, and honestly, it starts to freak me out a little bit. You know, the stuff that, that came in, mm-hmm. um, especially in relation to the uh, you know the stuff that happened really for the last four days. It's just mm-hmm. it was almost like it was building me up to this thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm driving into work, and uh, on this the road that I drive in on. Um, like I go through a stop sign and the light kind of catches the glint of something off to the left. And so I, I've sh- I've shifted my focus to look at it. It's a freaking mylar balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Just like on, on, on hellier, hellier. <laughs> in the shape of a star oh, and it's silver. That's funny. So I'm like, Oh my God, you know, to- totally freaking out. <laughs> now I get to work 
and I kind of calmed down a little bit. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sending you messages. I'm like, hey, we really need to talk. I know, and I'm like, I'm busy. <laughs> like, go to the bathroom, you know. <laughs> so, but after I, after I kind of calmed down a little bit, I look into it, and it turns, I mean, I don't know if this is related, but there is a house for sale down the road that it that the balloon was on. So maybe it was just marking that, hey, there's a house for sale back Once here. again, I mean, if we look at destiny, we look at fate, we look yeah. at synchronicity, was that house put on the market just so you would see that balloon? Well, now, I'm stretching conspiracy yeah. to the max now, right now, so right? Let me, so let me on give you something ifs. that might, that might uh, change, your, change your view on that. So I came, I came back home at lunch because I had just like a wall of meetings in the afternoon. And we were Man, g- you were talking about lunch. I thought you were about to say <laughs> wall of meat. I was like, yes, <laughs> let's get the knives and forks and go. <laughs> yeah, it's like those uh, the commercials for the old Subway foot long, like the yeah. table long sandwiches that <laughs> yeah. were all, always depicted as like a wall of meat. But when you actually got it, it was like. Yeah, that's <laughs> 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 nothing. <laughs> but um, so I came home from lunch and I, I drive the same route going home that I do going in. And I made a point to look and see where that balloon was. It wasn't tied to anything. It wasn't tied to like for sales sign. It was it was weighted with okay, like. Okay, I was like, it's just floating. Uh, That's it. That's it Pennywise. Was, it was weighted like with some kind of a you know tag or something. Mm-hmm. But it was literally just floating on the corner in the grass. Happened to align, so it's not like it was tied there intentionally to mark something. Okay, like I said, it's Pennywise, and you need to get out. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. Don't do, float down there no, with him. I don't do clowns, so that's, that's a big. <laughs> I hope not. That's a me. fetish that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that that concludes uh, the last uh, um, I don't know five or six days since we since we spoke about creepy ketchup. Um, well, let me say I looked up colors. Um, white represents innocence. Of course, which that makes sense. Uh, and when we get to green, uh, sorry, I got to go back up here. Green represents nature and growth and harmony. Um, and if we look at growth and nature, especially, and then the idea of innocence there, you're still so very new yeah. to this, you know. Um, and, you know, but you are growing. Yeah. So. And of course, when you said green and nature, my thought immediately went to a green man. Oh, I didn't even think that. Um, another association of green is based off the green light. It means go. It means go. Yeah. So. Well, which is if my adrenaline's fire, it could be go. Get the F out of wherever. Right. <laughs> I mean, it also represents prosperity and money. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's my uh, creepy ketchup. I mean, it has been an eventful week. It has been, um, uh, let's be honest, a little bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. With freakouts, um, to say that I that I wish the next week would be quiet is would be a misstatement. I'm really looking to see where this journey takes me. Same. I, I'm. I seem to be getting caught up in it too. Uh, and yeah, so well, let's, let's uh, I'm already ready to wrap up the show. We haven't even yeah. got to the show yet. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's get out of spooky news and creepy ketchup and move right into our topic. All right. So, uh, this week we're going to be talking about another cryptid diving into some cryptozoology and talking about the Jersey devil. And, uh, this is really cool. I'm really, really interested. I have a, a few pop culture things that I want to mention, uh, towards the end that okay. are kind of cool. So, but yeah, let's rock and roll, man. Tell us about the Jersey dev. So, uh, yeah, the Jersey devil, uh, is basically said to haunt 
the uh, wooded pine barren of uh, southern New Jersey. Yes. Dubbed the Jersey Devil, it has never been photographed or captured, but it has appeared in dozens of books and films and TV shows, including The X-Files. Yes, I know that episode. And, uh, yeah, it's never uh, it's never been captured or photographed because it's elusive. Elusive. Well, I mean, there, what, there have been photos produced that resemble or look like. In fact, I think there was maybe a few weeks back something that we shared on the uh, Facebook page was some guy on the turnpike or whatever caught a picture of the Jersey Devil, and the picture looks like a basically like a goat with wings flapping <laughs> across the, the turnpike. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just large barge. <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, the creature has a horse-like face with antlers or horns uh, sprouting from the top of its head. Walks on two legs, ending with cloven hooves or pig's feet. So already sounding like the Goat Man of Pope Lick here, as yeah. well as like a Wendigo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. The overall uh, body shape resembles a kangaroo. Okay, taking it back. <laughs> Though it also has wings like a bat. Uh, so, so it's just meatloaf. It's <laughs> 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 There's actually a, I can't remember the name of it, but on, uh, my, so my kids watch uh, My Little Pony, the newer one. Mm-hmm. And there's a character on there that is voiced by John Delancey, mm-hmm. and it's like an amalgamation of different animal parts. And I can't remember what the name of the uh, animal is, but, but that's what it really kind of looks like to me in, in my mind's eye. That's what I'm picturing. So we'll have to see if we can find that yeah. picture. But um, so it, it, some say that it has a tail like a lizard. Uh, others say it has no tail at all. I mean, this is a chimera left and right. Right, exactly. <laughs> Um, the monster is said to kill dogs, chickens, and other small animals, as well as leave spooky cloven hoof prints in snow and bellow a terrifying screech in the wooded darkness. Hey! Hey, you guys! Hey! <laughs> Come on, I'm hungry! <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> By the way, uh, his character on My Little Pony is called Discord. But yeah, I mean it's like a head of a of a horse, and like it's got two different types of horns, and it's like got two different types of feet, and yeah. But anyways, <coughs> that's what <laughs> that's what it kind of <laughs> reminds me of reading through this uh, description. So the uh, the history of the Jersey Devil is basically um, it's a legend dating back from early 18th century. Um, so it's, I mean, it's pretty old when you think really? about Really? I did not know that. Yeah. I thought it was a 20th century thing. I mean, so it, I mean, we get into it a little bit. It comes back around later on in the 20th century, but it really dates back that far. Interesting. There's actually mentions of it in some newspaper articles in the 1800s even. So, <laughs> oh, that's cool. So there are several variations, but a common story holds that a woman named Mother Leeds, who was believed to have been the wife of Daniel Leeds, Gave birth to her 13th child on a dark and stormy night. Insert thunder. <laughs> Rumors claim that she was a witch. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, if you understood math, you're a witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, bore the devil's child. Shortly after birth, it changed form, growing wings, hooves, and an equine head. 
It flew into the air with a blood-curdling shriek. Let me, let's hear that again. Hey! Hey! I'm hungry! Send your dog! Killing a midwife in the process. And headed towards the woods. Uh, despite its origins and legends, several people have claimed to have seen or encountered the Jersey Devil over the past 250 years. So that's that's a long that's time. That's a long time, yeah. My yeah. information shows that the very first report was 1735, so before we even became a nation. Right. So, I mean, think about the, um, I guess what we'll call Anglo-Saxon legends of the Americas. Right. That's one, probably one of the oldest. Wow, yeah, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're absolutely right. That and Black John or Black Pete yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So, um, the uh, in a section on the topic in the encyclopedia American Folklore, <laughs> folklorist Angus Crescillespie notes that the Jersey Devil remained an obscure regional legend through most of the 18th and 19th centuries until 1909 one of series of purported devil sightings inspired a Philadelphia businessman to stage a hoax. Oh, there it is. And there the skeptics are like, ha ha. There was nothing to begin with. There's some jerk that screws it up for everybody. He, now this is, this is, he painted a kangaroo green. He didn't, buy like a stuffed kangaroo wait so this is some pt barnum type <laughs> stuff here. he had an actual kangaroo which he painted green attached fake wings to the helpless creature and had it exhibited to the public well what's interesting if you think about the shape of a kangaroo and you put wings on it, it looks like pete's dragon from the disney <laughs> movie a lot smaller yeah but i mean like it's that frumpy looking yeah yeah <laughs> <sighs> Not the new Pete's Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the nineteen oh nine hoax and others like it inspired future sightings and reports which continued to this day. Alright, so the uh, Jersey Devil's diverse features are strong evidence that it does not and cannot exist as a real animal. Boo. The most obvious biologically implausible feature is its wings. They would need to be much bigger and anchored in a more massive musculoskeletal there you go structure to lift the animal's body weight into the air. Who who said it's flying? Well, it did say it. It in the beginning of the story, it said it flew toward, towards. The oh, <clears throat> the, well, the that could be. I mean, like if I I'm flying out of here, dude. <laughs> right? <clears throat> Maybe it's just like a uh, like a like an ostrich. Man, it doesn't actually use its right. wings. It just runs really fast. Yeah. Well, the, the two cloven hooves could help with that. Yeah, see, he can gallop <laughs> out of his side, side saddle. I don't think you could gallop with two legs. <laughs> we had to do it in gym class <laughs> in elementary That's school. That's true, we did. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, yeah, so an anchor to a muscular structure to lift the animal's body weight into the air. Birds and bats can fly because their bodies are relatively lightweight. Now, they're assuming that just because it has the body of a goat and the, ho- and the head of a horse, that it's not a hollow on the inside. Maybe it just oh, needs a Oh, yeah. I mean, w- w- like, a, like a bird is hollow, yeah. for sure. We we don't have any to do... An uh, autopsy. Yeah. So well, they probably have some somewhere. Skeptics. <laughs> i tell you what, buddy. <laughs> when you capture one and tell me that it's not hollow on the inside, yes. then I'll believe you. Take that. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Um, 
they have you know birds and bats have heavy muscles and thick limbs the jersey devil would jersey devil would never work you'd have better luck putting butterfly wings on a rhino <laughs> i would watch that like a lot of butterfly wings hey do you remember that cartoon the wuzzles Vaguely, very like Disney cartoon. It was like a mixture animals mixed like two or three different animals would be merged into one. It was like a like a, a like a bear with a elephant nose. Yeah, and, yeah. Okay. yeah. I think there was like a hippo that had butterfly wings. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think you're right. It's not a rhino, but man. So it it doesn't say how many butterfly wings. I mean, it, you could cover a rhino with a thousand butterfly wings, and it mm-hmm. might fly. You know. Yep. Well, you know. No. Plus, you know what? Prove me wrong. How about that? Prove yeah. me wrong. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's the explanation for the Jersey Devil? Well, there's very little to explain. We have a monster whose origin is obviously rooted in myth, and whose features are anatomically impossible. Many of the sightings and reports were hoaxes. Yeah, so one was a hoax, and so therefore all must be hoaxes, right? Right. Guilty by association. Though at least some of the eyewitnesses really believe they saw something, it is a mistake to look for one specific root cause for all the Jersey Devil reports. After all, descriptions, often at night, in the deep woods, vary dramatically. Eyewitnesses who describe huge wings may have seen sandhill cranes, which can stand four feet tall and have enormous wingspan while others who reported antlers may have seen something with antlers. In their book, Monsters of New Jersey, Mysterious Creatures in the Garden State, what a long book title, mm-hmm. Lauren Coleman and Bruce Hallenbeck, Hallenbeck. <laughs> thanks, Gollum, point out that not everything that gets shoved under the Jersey Devil banner really belongs there. Like other states, New Jersey harbors more than one mystery animal. But whenever one appears, inevitably it gets hailed as the latest manifestation of the devil and so joins the great body of myth, legend, and lore. Mm-hmm. So that was all that I had on the Jersey Devil. But I wanted to see what else is brewing in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee and tea. <laughs> So I went out and looked and had a peek and uh, came across this uh, fellow called the Gator Man. Um, I, I used to work at a Boy Scout uh, camp, and I used to um, work for the guy who was responsible for teaching all the kids about the different bugs and things you might mm-hmm. find in the forest. And his name was the Bug Man. But he, he is the Bug Man. <laughs> But he did not look like a bug. So, just going to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is the fly as a Boy Scout camp counselor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, in the uh, summer of 1973, again, a lot of this stuff, man. 73? Seven, you know. But anyways, the residents of New Jersey's Newton, Lafayette area were plagued by what eyewitnesses described as a large humanoid alligator a local journalist who covered the story compared the creature to an enduring native american legend about a giant man-sized fish that could never be caught perhaps what makes the new jersey gator man stand out the most amongst the other lizard men 
is the fact that its existence was publicly acknowledged by a state employee. Young men from the tribe Kaningara make crocodile armor in their body. I'm going to say on their body by a ritual where they get scars that look like crocodile's armor. However, this is probably just a coincidence. The statement came in 1977 when New York City conservationist nationalist Alfred Holstruck reported that the state's southern tier was the apparent home of a scaled man-like creature which appears at dusk from the red algae-infested waters to forage among the fern and moss-covered uplands. It's just Killer Croc from Batman. <laughs> or uh, what's the one from Ninja Turtles? He was like, huh, I guarantee. Well, what's the uh, the doc from uh, Spider-Man that turns into a lizard? Oh, yeah, the, the lizard, Doc Connors. Yeah, Doc Connors. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> He's just called the lizard. The lizard, yeah. Are you playing with the lizard? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so, that is the Gator Man. Now, I came across this, and although this is not possibly a cryptid, I thought it was very interesting and somewhat fitting. And so it's a caused me to adjust our podcast um, schedule, if you will, mm-hmm. so that in a couple weeks we're actually going to be going in-depth on this particular topic. But this is Indrid Kolb. Oh, no. He's everywhere. And, you know, it's interesting because um, Reddit loves, as they call him, the grinning man or the smiling man for a whole different reason. And they paint him as very frightening as opposed to uh, some other stories that paint him as benevolent and friendly, much like the um, uh, what's his name? Woody's daughter. the the man that met injured cold oh uh, Darrenberger Darrenberger Woody Darrenberger yeah his daughter you know she talks about the family friend right, right? showed right. up at the funeral of her dad and everything so yep. I don't yeah so well and, and their their um, their tales of frightening may come from this particular story so this is apparent according to the the site that I found this on this is the first reported meeting with. Andrew Colt. So then this is the two boys. So this predates yeah. Durenberger. Yeah. So <clears throat> Andrew Colt was first seen on October 16th, 1966, when two boys, Martin Moose Munov and James Jimmy Yankitis. Yankitis? Sure, Yankitis? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a disease. Anyways, in New Jersey were walking on 4th Street when they saw a surreal figure standing near a fence. As they walked closer, the figure was a tall, bald man wearing a metal green suit who was staring right at them with a huge grin. Mm-mm-mm. The idiosyncratic man chased them until they got away from him. UFO sightings were also reported around the area. We actually have a quote here. So, Jimmy nudged me and said... Who's that guy standing behind you? I looked around, and there he was, behind that fence, just standing there. He pivoted around and looked right at us. Then he grinned, a big old grin. It's like the Cheshire Cat. I mean, we keep bringing up the Cheshire Cat, which is really interesting. But I wonder if there's any relationship there. Maybe the Cheshire Cat was modeled after whatever Andrew Cole did. Yeah, (laughs) well, no, because Carol wrote that long before... 
Well, unless he met him earlier, well, maybe he I'm had the first sighting. I'm not saying it's I'm saying whatever Indra's race is. Oh, okay. Maybe they all smile really big. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they all smile down here. <laughs> hey, I like your smile. I'm a devil. It's funny, though, that they, isn't there a hockey team, the New Jersey Devil? Yeah, it's named after yeah, the Jersey so. Devil, yeah. Anyway, so according to Nightmind, the boys only recalled the more frightening details of their encounter later on. They would recall that the man in the green suit was unusually tall and had unnatural facial features such as the lack of ears and a nose. So, yeah, that uh, I'm sure that's not all that's going on in, uh, in New, New Jersey, but uh, but that's a pretty good, you know, mm-hmm. uh, grouping of things there. And, and like I said, we're actually going to do a more in-depth episode on Mr. Cold um, in the coming weeks. So be sure to, to listen out for that. Um, so something else real quick, because I know 1973 keeps popping up a whole bunch, is um, that the the movie The Conjuring, which dealt with, um, oh, what's his last, what's the Perone family? Yep. That whole event, that whole thing happened in 1973. Wow. Well, there's yeah. other things that happened, like, right... That's what I'm saying. I mean, but, we, but there's what's the uh, the the uh, uh, light fire in the sky? The, yeah, uh, that was like in '76, I think, or something like, like that. Something, I mean, it's like you know the whole Mothman prophecies book. Like a lot of that stuff is centered around the events that happened towards the end of the '60s and mm-hmm. early '70s. I mean, yeah. it's just it's like a hotbed of activity. Hotbed, man. And uh, you know um, something else that happened in 1973, which is interesting because we covered the real stories, is that's when the movie The Exorcist came out was in 1973. Mm. So there's of course a lot of skeptics yeah. that say this all happened because horror became a craze again right. because of The Exorcist. But whatever. <clears throat> What's really interesting when I was looking up to see more about this uh, Indrid Cold story, um, the, both the location of where Indrid Cold was the first sighting, as well as the uh, the Gator, the Gator Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, both happened in this uh, uh, Fayette uh, Township in New Jersey. Yeah. It is like maybe four or five miles from an old mine uh, <laughs> that you can actually go take <laughs> tours of. Get out of here. So <clears throat> here you have, you know, the whole Kel- you know, Hel- Hellier thing with the cave system and the mines and stuff. And then we just did, you know, the story. And so the, the first introductory meeting with Ingrid Cole happens just miles away from a mine entrance. So Wow. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. And now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Copyright, sorry. <clears throat> um, speaking of stories, <laughs> uh, we've got a really interesting listener story this week. Okay. Um, and, and it's interesting because it ties in uh, with something Santosh has shared with me that I shared with you guys on here before. Um, as well as the satanic stuff we talked about. It all kind of ties together, and it was unintentional. Um, It's just that's the story that I found. Um, So this one, again, of course, (laughs) comes from Haunted History of Kentucky. Uh, This one comes from a guy named uh, Cody Frazier, and uh, he was very... Very excited to have this this read on here. So uh, this is a listener story coming from Cody Fraser. I was told as a young child that if you lied about anything that the devil would visit you and sit at the end of your bed. Never really believed it until my uncle and my cousin told me about their encounter with what they say was the devil at the foot of their bed. My uncle is an older man now who raised his family in the house that his parents built many years ago. 
His father is an old regular Baptist preacher, and my uncle is now a God-fearing man himself. His son stayed in the same room he grew up in since he was the only son of his father, and so was my cousin, both only boys out of a big family. But my cousin decided he didn't want to sleep in his room anymore and proceeded to tell his father that he had seen a man with fire in his eyes at the foot of his bed. The night before, frozen with terror, he couldn't move or say a word till the next morning. As soon as he told my uncle this, you could see the fear in his eyes as he decided to tell us that when he was a teenager, he had seen the same thing or man at the foot of his bed, which was in the same room. Needless to say, they had his father come and bless the house. Now skip ahead a few years. The house is old, but always well taken care of. But for some reason, it just starts to rapidly fall apart from the floor giving out in places and the foundation giving out to big infestations. So they decide it was time to build a new house and have not had any problems since then. Myself? I haven't had any encounters of any sort, but a lot of my family have, including my wife and her family. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, that's that. We talked about Santosh saw that demon that we thought might be a goblin, right? A, a, right. One of the hellier goblins um, sitting on the edge of his bed. And that was during that time where all that stuff was yeah. going on at Campbellsville with us. That happened to him. So... Well, and you know, I'm I'm the more I get involved in this kind of stuff, the the less and less that I feel like anything is demonic. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's it may have um, ill intentions, right? But I don't know that I necessarily say it's a demon. Yeah, per se. Th- I don't either. You know, so it's it's some it's some entity or something that is taking the shape or or or, or projecting its shape to be mm-hmm. something that would instill fear. Uh, using maybe the the lore or the belief system of of the area, so right. you know, five hundred years ago, if it was still around, it may have taken a different shape. Right, and there are you know, you know, uh, creatures that are supposed to feed off of your fear, and, right. and why wouldn't it not use the things that would frighten you the most, aka right. the devil, uh, the image that had been created by stealing from the horned god and things like that, right. you know, turning that, mixing it with Baphomet and all of that stuff like that. Well, when you think there. about you think about uh, your uh, uh, night hags mm-hmm. um, the, with the red eyes. Mm-hmm. Do they have red eyes because you're familiar with the Mothman prophecies? Maybe. And so they're taking on they're taking aspects of things that you know and maybe frighten you in order to and frighten you more in order to feed off of that frightened energy that you produce when you are scared. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Somebody does. Yeah, it's not me. (laughs) The shadow knows. The shadow knows. Uh, But yeah, let's go ahead and get out of here. Um, This has been a very eye-opening episode, not just on the Jersey Devil stuff and injured cold, but just our creepy catch-up. I'm very interested to see... This is starting to sound like a scripted podcast now. It's like <laughs> I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen yeah. on the next episode. You know right. what I mean? Like, I mean, and I will say that you know, it, you know, as you all are listening uh, to this, you know, if you're like, wow, this, you know, I've had similar experiences yeah. or whatever, 
reach out. We are available on every social media outlet except for probably Tumblr and Pinterest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we you can also get us at fearscapepodcast at gmail.com. You can go to our website, which is you know fearscapepodcast.com. There's a leave a message link there. There's a contact us link there. Yeah, I mean, um, Facebook, Twitter, yeah. hit us up, direct message us if you don't want people to know. Email yeah. us. We want to know. And yeah. if you want us to share something but you don't want your name, tell us to say anonymous or give right. us a fake name. We, yeah. we'll, we'll totally do that for you. Um, but we are are more interested in your stories than, say, the Jersey Devil. Right. Right? We want to know your stories because the truth of the matter is is that we want to believe. We right. are on a, a search for truth and understanding. And the so journey. your stories help fill in some of those gaps for us and the rest of our listeners. Well, and I'll, I'll be frank. You know, it helps me to know that there are others going through what mm-hmm. I'm going through because then I don't feel so alone. Absolutely. You know, that was one of the things that the Hellier documentary really helped for me was that there are other people who are going on this journey with me, yeah, right? Absolutely. And I'm so we're, we're going on this journey with you. And so share, if you feel so led or if you feel comfortable, please share with us your experiences. And we, we'll yep. and, and make sure wherever you're listening, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, any of those places, make Spotify. sure to rate and review and, you know, share, share that, to, you know, the the more people that we can share our crazy theories with, the more less you know insane we feel <laughs> <laughs> well and if give us a platform right. <laughs> hey, give us a platform <laughs> so yeah so but you know this has been a great show and every show it seems like it's better and better and better it's better and i love you know if you enjoy a lot of a lot of listeners let us know that they love the the uh the seriousness as well as the lightheartedness yep. that you know we like to have fun and be goofy i mean i'm a comedian that's what i do but i love paranormal stuff so yep. uh but yeah like i said we're gonna get out of here so send your stuff to us stories all that jazz uh, and make sure to tune in every Wednesday uh, for a new episode of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. And uh, on that, this has been Stefan, and I will catch you on the flip side. This has been Josh. The truth is out there. All right, folks, remember, hold those blankets extra tight. Good night, everybody. Good night, folks. I'm so glad you were able to join us for that horrifying discussion. I hope they didn't frighten you too much. (laughs) Tune in next week for even more research into the nightmarish and haunting creeps and spooks that we tell ourselves don't exist, but we know they do. Make sure you have your blankets that you hold them extra tight. Next time on Fearscape. (laughs) Ha 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 ha!